Okay. So, yeah, today I don't really have a very strong uh, agenda. I wanted to show two quick things. Um, one is the uh, CVE repository that we've set up and the test script that we have for that. Uh, another thing is the, um, the the change policy that we're putting in place, and also to showcase our 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 Thursday meeting, which I don't really need to do because everybody here has already been invited to it. But if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a Thursday meeting that is uh, it's an HDF5 working group meeting. It is at, I believe, 8 o'clock my time, which would be 10 o'clock central time um, on Thursday. And you can just send email to derobbins at hdfgroup.org. And uh, we will invite you into that, it's just the Teams meeting. And that's where we discuss HDF5 development, go over the last week's worth of PRs and issues, and people can bring up technical things that they want to talk about. So it's a good meeting. Um, so anyway, so let's start with the CVE repository. So you know, we have a bunch of CVE issues that have been raised against HDF5, you know, over the uh, the past years. Um, let me see here. I think I've got the uh, CVE thing listed in this here. So yeah, if we go here to MITRE, right, these are all the HDF5 issues, right, that have been listed against us. This is just a search with HDF5 and the search title keyword. Uh, a few of these are not actually CVE issues against us per se, right? It's not an actual file, um, but but most of them are. And so, you know, we've, we've been fixing these things kind of on an ad hoc basis. You know, they, they come in and we, we try to um, take the file and see if we can figure out how to fix it. And recently we systematically went through and made a bunch of changes to the metadata IO layer. Almost every single CVE issue that we have is from reading a malformed file and the library behaving poorly. Like it just overruns a buffer because it, it'll do something like it'll, when it's reading off the disk is only a certain size, but it'll have metadata in it that says there's a, like 3000 filters in it. So it'll just, it'll sail right off the end of the buffer as it tries to loop over 3000 filters and read the information for them. And so, um, which can allow arbitrary code execution. So we, um, we, we've been going through and, and fixing those things, but I wanted to have a one-stop place where we have all the CVE issues that we know about listed. And then also to have demo files and a script that you can run over any version of the library. Because people keep asking us like, is this fixed in this version? Is it fixed in this version? And because we maintain multiple maintenance branches, it's, it, it, it's not, always easy to go figure out if something has been fixed you have to dig through a lot of you know release files and stuff so um you know many times these things were fixed but they were fixed and noted with a, a jira issue and not necessarily a cve issue so again so this is this just allows everybody to um to to very quickly validate for yourself if you want to go look at it and make sure so inside this repository which is cve underscore hdf5 we have um there's a couple of tables in here that will eventually get filled in. Right now, they're just empty because I, I plan to run this script since it's so easy, and I'll just fill it in for all the branches that we have that that we're currently supporting: 110, 112, and 114. Um, and then we have the CVE list, which here's the link to the the mitre.org filter, um, and then every single one in here. And these are all these all go to mitre.org, and they'll go to the specific HDF5 issue there 
So, so this, and this is just a quick description. If you want to know what it is, I just copied all of these out of MITRE.org. Um, then in here, uh, we have this script and this is just a shell script um, that goes through. And right now I'm, I'm still collating everything and putting it, we'll eventually change this so it does exactly what the person who reported it did. But in general, they will all fail in the same way. People just use kind of random tools to do it. So right now, all it does is just runs H5 dump over every single one of these files. Because H5 dump, if you don't give it anything, it's going to try to just dump everything that's in the file. It will touch every piece of metadata that is accessible in the file. So, um, and then there's the CVE files directory, and this is where we have put all the files. And then I've also added in this table here as a readme, and I'm I'm going through and adding in links to where did this file come from? So you don't just have to trust us that it came from someplace. There's a few that we don't have. Like this one here, there's some dead, this is a dead link. This goes to, because these sometimes these go to GitHub repos that no longer exist. So we have dead links here. So I have to look around and see if we can find a file for this. Um, and then Talos, which is a, a part of Cisco, does not issue proof of concept files. So I've contacted Cisco. I'm going to see if I can get these. But it turns out that that SUSE actually has a lot of these things. And so there was a guy who created a bunch of uh, PRs for us that fixed a couple of these CVE issues a while back. And so I contacted him and he says he's got a whole pile of them. So he'll create a PR into this repository and add them in. And so um, for anything that we're missing, I'll just annotate it as this came from SUSE. So yeah, so so we'll I'll go through and I'll, I'll I'll finish this table out this week and then um and hopefully we'll get this all uh, fixed up here and, and we'll have helpful notes about you know these these CVE issues some are duplicates it's a lot of confusion about these things these I don't I don't have a file per se right now it, but this is from Talos and they list um, a binary dump of a GIF file that will create this problem so I'll turn that into a real thing and, and get that in here as well. Um, but anyway, but we can see it in operation here if we, um, do, 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 do. so if we just, so, so this is, and let me make this a little bit bigger so people can see, but if we go in here, it's really easy. You just, you run the test script and we have to point it at a, um, uh, a, a build of library right now. I have, I'm testing 112 because we're going to be releasing that soon. And then you just tell it where you want to dump the files. And it'll go through and it's running them, running H5 dump over all of them. Right now it's paused. And that's because one of the files that we have uh, cycles endlessly. It's a denial of service attack. Um, somebody changed some metadata to create a cycle that our existing cycle detection stuff doesn't detect. So, but I, I did insert a timeout so that these things only run for 10 seconds. And if it runs for longer than 10 seconds, it says that you probably have an infinite loop and it'll fail the test. Um, if that's not true, we can change that timeout level, but I didn't want to sit and stare at my computer for one minute for something I, I know fails. Uh, because it's all these things, they're all very small files. They're only a couple K. They, they're just designed to demo the one thing and so they're not big. They, they all get parsed almost immediately. And then if you want to see the output of what it did, right, there's um, there's all the output files in here, right? So you can do, um, you know, BIM uh, 12, let's see here. Right, and so you should see normal error stuff in there. And we, we check to see how this stuff works by... Um, 
we, we look at the exit codes, right? So segmentation faults, um, floating point exceptions, um, stuff like that. And then if it, if it has a normal error code, it'll be either, you know, succeed or fail. And then we put and passed. And if there's something weird in here that we didn't anticipate, it'll say that it failed anyway, and it'll give the error codes so we can add it in here and say exactly why it, why it failed. So any questions? Comments, anything? Okay. So, um, so we've been working on that. That's a thing that I always thought was very important. And we'll we'll update our security policy. We don't we don't have an official security policy on GitHub, and I will I'll add that in after this is done, um, and point out um, how we'll address future CVE issues. Um, another thing I wanted to to address is so inside the HDF5 repository. Let me make this a little bigger. I think here. bigger there we go okay so inside the hdf5 repository um we've added in we we're, we're going to use the discussion section to um talk about suggestions right because we, we have we're trying to stay on top of github issues and pull requests so we have this this new we have a rotating sustaining engineer of the week at our company whose job it is to kind of stay on top of this stuff tag issues um and you know, as we were going through and looking all the, the the history of issues that we have and tagging them, there were there were a bunch that they didn't seem like they were going to be something that we could schedule anytime soon, but they still warranted discussion. So we decided to use the discussion section here for that. And so when people have a feature request, we just move them over in here, and then this is something that we can discuss at like a Thursday meeting or at the HDF users group. Um, you don't want to forget about these these requests, but we also don't want them clogging up our, our issues, which we already have enough. Um, and then another thing that we are doing is we have this wiki here. And so when we make decisions about kind of how to administer HDF5, we will add stuff into here. And so the first thing that I've put in here is um, we want to have a change policy. And this is just reiterating some stuff that at the top here, what we normally do with the library anyway, right? These are our forward and backward compatibility parts. And this is just the draft. I'll, I'll flesh this out. I'm just making notes to do this. But what I wanted to talk about that's more important is change communication. So as we want to change things in the library, um, how do we communicate this to everybody else? Because in the past, HDF5 development has kind of, it's been in a walled garden basically done it inside the company we make decisions sometimes in conjunction with 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 key partners but this really these decisions aren't really made in in the public and we'd like to have this be a much more public and openly developed um, piece of software so um, when we have a, a change that we would like to make like here's an example so I would like to drop the auto tools in at least in develop right it's maintaining two build systems really sucks it also expands our, our testing space dramatically, and there's no reason for it now. CMake is pretty mature. So, um, and, and most people I've talked to are now fine with CMake, which is not true, you know, five or 10 years ago. Um, so how do we communicate this to people? If we're going to drop the auto tools, what, do, what are we going to do? And so I, I, this is what we've, we've come up with is we'll, we'll make a sticky post in the HDF group forum in the HDF5 channel, and this will go apply to other products that we have. We'll, we'll do this also for things like HDFU and HDF4. 
Um, so we'll do that for and let it sit there for at least a month so that anybody coming to the forum will see that, hey, there's a, a potential change coming up that would affect users. Um, we'll create a discussion issue on GitHub over in the issues section that I just showed. Um, we'll bring it up in the newsletter. As long as the sticky post is up, we'll have a little blurb at the end that says, hey, this is a thing that's coming. Um, if you have comments, you should show up and talk about it either in the discussion section on GitHub or show up on the call to doctor or show up in the working group meeting. And we'll bring it up in the working group meeting and at least one call to doctor session. So I feel like that's probably about the best we can do. And we'll try to contact any specific partners if we know that there's communities that would be affected by something. Um, but I think that that's, that's enough. I mean, I can't slow down HDF5 development for like a year while people navel gaze and discuss things. Um, and it may be that there's not enough consensus and we just drop the idea that we're going to do the thing. If people made a very strong argument that we should keep the auto tools um, for, for whatever reason, if some community absolutely had to have it, then it'd be a thing that we could decide to keep it and that's fine. Um, but I, I do want uh, to have a public way of, of making these decisions so that people don't yell at me when we change things in the library because we are going to be making live changes, I think, going forward. There's a lot of historical cruft that we kind of need to start addressing in, in the library. Comments? Questions? Do people think this is enough? Do people think that we should be doing more to try to engage the community? I feel like we have multiple channels. These are kind of all the channels that we have available to us. There's Alexander here. Hi, Dana. Hey. I, I think that, you know, this looks good, but my question is uh, how have we trained the users that they actually go to GitHub and pay attention to these things? Um, you know, are they, I think probably first marketing should alert them that there is a forum, that there is a GitHub, that we aim to be much more vocal on those, uh, in those, uh, at those places so that they start paying attention. <clears throat> well, we can create a blog post and get that out there. And then that would get picked up by the internets and chat GPT and everything else if people ask questions. Oh, now that you brought up the chat GPT, I know that all our problems are gone. So we don't <laughs> have to worry about anything anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure Lori would be thrilled if I wrote a blog post about this. I'll take what I can get, yeah. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't, I don't think we have anything that's so pending right now that we would absolutely have to do something before the hug. And that's, that'll be a topic of my talk at the hug is to showcase this and, and say that, hey, if you, this is where you need to be looking if you're concerned about um, the future direction of the library and want to stay on top of that or have a voice in it. Anything else? Do people have other HDF5 questions? I guess we want to look at the the release schedule. Um, it's it's currently wrong. I have to fix it. Um, there is so we have the one twelve three release coming up. One one fourteen one took longer than we thought, so we didn't have any time in May to get this prepared. But as of right now, we're starting to do the merges to get this ready. So I anticipate we'll release that at the end of June. I'll I'll update the schedule here, and then the next release is coming up. There'll be a one fourteen release at the end of August. And there'll be a 110 release at the end of September, and that will end the 110 line. In other news, we're trying to um, 
we're trying to move more of our project management for specific products to GitHub, which is challenging because GitHub has just enough project management stuff in here to make this seem viable, but it's not as good as something that's really dedicated to it like Jira. But we want to have all of our HDF5 project management done in the open so that people can see what's going to be going into releases. And so I'm looking into ways that trying to make that uh, more of a thing. So right now we don't really have anything. If you look at this project, there's not much. There's some the downstream merges branch, and I don't know what this is. I didn't create that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so we'll we'll try to put more stuff in here so that people can see what's going into specific um, releases. And it may be that we have to do a hybrid thing where we this inside here, you know, we we have we track these issues, right, which are you know, kind of more fine grained, but in terms of like bigger roadmap stuff, it may be that we just we link out to stuff and that that's also easily accessible, right? That there'd be some link on here where you could see where the roadmap is. And also too, in the future, we're we're working on trying to do our releases more out of GitHub. So um the documentation, the releases, things like that will be found more on GitHub and less on other resources, other HDF group things like our website. Those that they'll redirect to, to GitHub. Okay, well, that's all I have. Short meeting, but important stuff. Maybe I mean we still, as you as you saw what when I when I showed that um this here that there's still some failures. This is 112, right? So you can see it it tells you what version it is. This is 112.3, right? The upcoming release of this. And this is still a problem in develop and i think is it this one one of these two is still a problem in develop um this one i can probably fix pretty quickly this one's a little trickier but i'll try to get that fixed in there too i would like to have when 112.3 releases i would like to have this passing for everything so we will we will see it'd be nice to have the the ultimate releases of 112 110 both be cve free Okay, so next week we have John Reedy. Um, there's nothing else. We could go ahead and wrap this one up. All right. Oh, 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 uh, oh. Dana, I just had one question. When you said you were trying to get uh, everything moved to GitHub rather than the HDF uh, group website for the source code, um, roughly when what releases do you think that's gonna sort of become viable that we, all, we go to GitHub and pull the source if we build it ourselves? I'm hoping to use the 112.3 release as our first release that largely uses GitHub, but we'll see. It's only that's only a month away. It might not be enough time, um, but we'll see. I, I would like for that to be, but. But for sure, the ones that come in the fall. Okay. All so right. 1010 and 114.2 should be um, released with uh, um, using using GitHub. Okay. So that's then, that's pretty much near term. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is something we want soon. Right. I mean, because it takes a lot of time to do a release manually. We want to have everything as automated as possible. And you'll, you'll also see too, right? If you look at like, um, are like if we go look at a pull request here and just grab one of these uh, let's see what is one that is against uh we're something against develop um oh yeah so this one so um uh 
Oh, I'm I'm not me, right? So I can't see all the. I'd have to go log in. Anyway, um, so we're we're trying to add into um the the actions that we have in here, um, more more stuff that's automatic, right? Like more testing, right? So, um, stuff like NetCDF, H5Pi, um, various virtual object layer connectors, and things like that will all be much more tested through um through hdf5 so that we have better integration testings that were our releases are more less likely to break stuff right so we'll, we'll have more of that yes but that's another thing that we're actively working on doxygen changes in here right so that every commit goes gets run through doxygen and we flag warnings as errors and stuff like that okay so yeah okay oh that that's a that's a welcome change because that will integrate nicely with everybody's workflows when yeah. it shifts like this yeah okay that's all i had yep it's back a whole bunch of stuff there's like lots of things that we're trying to, to test it's just a matter of like finding because we, we get free access to things through github which is nice but you only get a certain number of runners so we have to be careful about like how much we check and at what frequency because we don't want to slow development down because it takes four hours to test everything and uh and that would also like we just start running out of run runners for all these things so um yeah but a lot of this stuff we'll, we'll test at like a nightly frequency or something like that but enough so that we'll, we'll get flagged um very quickly and we'll have we'll have nice badges on the front here we don't have one in there for eos yet but i i'll add one of those so instead of just these branches here we should have a nice little big thing that shows that it's passing with everything very nice and all of this stuff will we'll, we'll try to move this out to other products that we have right like hdf4 we'll get all these changes as, as we make them here it's very easy to just lift this stuff up and drop it into other things hdfu is a little trickier because it's got gui testing um and that's a little we'll have to figure out how to automate that with like some sort of like fake frame buffer or something but uh we'll we'll try to get all that stuff automated as well anything else Sounds like that's all. So we can just call it a short one. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks for coming, everyone. Okay.